The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. All right, let's get serious now and join our guest, Kevin Shimoda, author of the first super app to help preview Tencent earnings. And we should mention that Kevin was formerly an executive at WeChat, which is, of course, owned by Tencent. So quite extraordinary here, Kevin. We are expecting to see the first quarterly uh, fall in terms of of revenue for uh, Tencent, so the first quarter of negative revenue growth. When you look at third quarter 20, I mean, we saw 29% growth there. It's gone down substantially during the pandemic and we know that 10 cents advertising segments have been impacted by China's COVID zero policies. What are you expecting here? And I guess, how does 10 cents turn things around? Well, Juliet, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, I've, I won't share my favorite Elvis song, but I've been listening to a lot of their <laughs> music recently. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Um, I expect I expect 10 cents to be lying low and be happy to have one of their first quarters of negative revenues and negative earnings. Um, I think Tencent, what they've always done well is government relations. And right now the government crackdown is, is nearing an end, but I wouldn't, but Tencent is all about lying low, staying out of the limelight um, and trying not to uh, attract any ire from the Chinese government. So I expect them to continue to lie low and be, be working on things like the metaverse um, and where social interactions will be in the future. Uh, But I think they're going to be kind of happily lying low during all of this, uh, I guess, like the pandemic government crackdown and new government relations or uh, government policies, which are pretty unclear still. We've been reporting about the potential divestment of Tencent stake in Meituan and Morgan Stanley saying that could help uh, perhaps it to unlock some hidden investment value. We've got Tencent currently holding around 17% of Meituan, the value of its stake worth about $24 billion. Is that a fair assessment if we do see Tencent sell down that stake? Yeah, I think... I think I could see I could see them kind of... I've seen them slashing uh hires i see them doing a lot of uh cost cutting so taking removing the fat from all of their industries and trying to reduce where especially uh in places like ads or gaming for the domestic market and even wechat their golden kind of product for a long time they're they're doing firings and they're cutting costs everywhere they can i could see them divesting from meituan especially as um, antitrust regulations continue to increase, uh, and they have their fingers in a few too many pies, uh, and maybe they'll be divesting from that as China's market is kind of cooling off in favor of more investments overseas um, in mm-hmm. other gaming companies overseas. I could see something like that happening, or in in favor of more investments in things like the metaverse or immersive reality, immersive experiences. 
So just speaking of expansion and, and trying to expand globally, why do you think Tencent perhaps doesn't, uh, hasn't done as well as perhaps many analysts had expected it would on a global stage? Yeah, great question. Um, after working there for four years and being on the inside, uh, I'm, I'm fluent in Mandarin and Tencent is a very Chinese company. Uh, and they're, they know China very well. They know Chinese consumers very well, but they're very humble in how much they understand the global consumer. Um, and they're not very confident in, in addressing users overseas and seeing to, seeing to the needs of overseas users. And Tencent's strategy has always been pretty clear. They invest globally and they launch locally. So what they'll do is they'll buy a game overseas like Riot Games, um, League of Legends, Valorant, very successful game studio. They just let them do whatever they're doing globally, which works. And then they go, we're going to launch your game in China and publish in China. That's kind of been this secret to success for Tencent. They kind of own the China market, but they're very humble in their global ambitions. That's, well, let's talk I'm gonna, I see them continue to do that. All right. I wanted to ask as well some of the research that you've been done, been doing, excuse me, Kevin, in terms yeah. of uh, some of the other big, I guess, apps that we follow, the likes of TikTok owned by ByteDance, Shein, which is huge here, I have to say, in Southeast Asia. You say these right. are examples of apps that have integrated the best of the East and the West. What products kind of come next here and, and do we see a super app in the West? Oh, perfect question, Juliet. That's that is the uh, that is the crux of my whole book called the first super app. Well, I guess what I kind of see is the next generation of apps, just kind of like you're saying, is going to be ones that combine the best of the East and the West, the best of China and global. China has developed their own internet with its own unique aspects, its own consumer uh, standards. Um, and when you make an app in China, it's different than when you make an app designed for the West. And that's why Tencent struggles to go global because they get China, but they don't get the West. Now, what ByteDance and Sheen has done is amazing. They have talent that kind of, they are able to be on both sides of the great firewall of China. They're able to make an app that utilizes these best practices of these super apps and combining all these services into one and making it still very user friendly despite being so huge. And then being able to launch that and make it uh, localized and applicable to users overseas. And now we see ByteDance, we see TikTok and Sheen going global and just taking the world by storm. I see super apps going again going to happen internationally whether that's going to be a western company kind of emulating and copying what wechat has done or a chinese company going global with some of these standards that wechat has set all right kevin great to get your insights thank you so much for joining us that is kevin shimoja author of the first super app joining us from sydney here on bloomberg daybreak asia the countdown has begun from may 14th to 16th a thousand global leaders will gather in doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.